Hi, uh, welcome to the show. How about you introduce yourself? Uh, this is uh, Graham of um, Glitch Games. Um, we've just started a small indie games company, and on my left is Simon. Hello. Okay, and um, so what's Glitch Games about? Uh, well, we're officially, well, initially just starting on educational area of apps rather than games, and um, trying to make sort of education more fun for children, really, rather than just, well, what's generally out there already. Is this, um, is this for the web, or is this for the PC, or, or what platforms are you targeting? Um, well, we'll be mainly doing iPad, iPhone, that sort of thing. Um, so, so pretty much mobile. mobile. Yeah, mobile, yeah. Um, what inspired you to do educational stuff? You know, because that's usually considered a market that's very difficult and uh, well, challenging to address. Yeah, we kind of wanted to merge fun and learning into like one complete package, and we saw it as a challenge, I suppose. And and what age group did you decide to target? Well, we with our first app, we intended it to be quite a uh, sort of young, two to three years old, but. After doing some actual focus testing, um, we've seen that even kids up to sort of 10, 11 years old are actually enjoying it as well. So it's quite a, a broad range, yeah. really. Okay. And so so you decided to, to do these edu educational apps. How long ago was this that you decided to do this? Uh, well, the company started, uh, well, I don't know, about a month ago. Um, oh, okay. uh, wow. First app took about two weeks to make. Okay, so wow. So at the beginning of 2012, you pretty much started this company. Yeah. And um, so you made a game in two weeks. That's pretty crazy. Or an inter interactive app, right? Yeah, yeah, interactive. Okay. Yeah. Um, what, uh, how are you able to do that? So for, and, and have you done games before? Or like, have you done apps before that allowed you to get some experience to actually be able to make a app in a few weeks? I've personally done a few sort of small scale apps, all with uh, Corona. I've done a few apps myself, but um, this was our first proper big project as far as Corona is concerned. And, um, yeah, so, you know, on this show, we've actually talked about Corona quite a bit. How'd you, how'd you discover Corona? Uh, I've been using it since the early beta of it a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. Uh, but I just found it sort of by accident, really. Um, I was just searching for anything easier than sort of Objective-C and just sort of stumbled across it. And um, so let's talk about then this, uh, this first app that you did. What's, what's the theme? Uh, well, it's called My Colorful Life, and it's, it's an interactive book. And it's about, uh, it follows a blind kid, basically. Uh, sorry, a deaf kid. Okay. Uh, a deaf kid who sees life through color. Um, and we've tried to make it very vibrant and beautiful to look at, but also interactive so you can play around with pretty much everything on the page. Uh, we've got full, uh, well, professional voice narration. It's, it's quite a lot in there. Uh, it's got puzzles, everything. And for interactive books, did you, um, I mean, what, why an interactive book versus a game? Because it seems like games are very popular with kids. And, but I don't know the interactive book market. Um, are, are those more popular on the iPhone and iPads than games for kids? Not necessarily if they're more popular, but there's definitely a market for it, and we just thought it'd be a bit more interesting to try that rather than just doing a, a game straight away. We could try sort of lots of different things in it. Sort of just now, with, really. 
with these interactive books, um, I guess, how long is the play length? Because I think one of the issues when you think about some of these picture books and stuff like that, you know, picture books are not interactive, but they're usually very short. Is that something that you um, focused on, like in terms of the gameplay length or, I mean, the, the book length? Uh, the story itself is quite short. If you just read the story and nothing else, it probably wouldn't last that long. But there's so much other stuff in there that yeah, allow the mini games and everything to sort of come back. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of little elements and fun things in there and exploring, so you can actually come back and and sort of play through it again, even without reading the or well, listening yeah. to the story. We did a um a sort of a playthrough, a test playthrough. Um, experimenting with everything on the page and it takes around 30 to 45 minutes so it's relatively long and that's when we know everywhere where everything is yeah. so someone that has to find it it would take longer okay and how did you uh how did you come up with the content for the book i know i know you mentioned um you know you have your mini games but what about the story itself what inspired that story because you said it's about a blind person who's trying to find color it's it's actually a story that my girlfriend oh. created okay. um, because she um, studied sign language and, and works at a, a deaf school. Okay. Um, and yeah. so it's, and it's actually a deaf person. I think I misspoke. Yeah, sorry, it's a deaf yeah, person. Yeah. My mistake, sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, okay, so that's what inspired it. Yeah. Cool. And um, Okay, so you're developing this thing. Any challenges as you – I mean, because two weeks is pretty awesome to, to be able to develop something and deploy it. Um, did you run into any challenges while you were working on it? Um, lack of play testing at the beginning could sort of, when we had some actual children playing it, sort of change the focus of how they interact with it as opposed to what we would take for granted to people who have used devices before, definitely changed things. And like the size of interactive elements compared to the children's fingers are different to ours. So it sort of have to make it a little easier to be able to interact with things for them. So do you have to make items bigger or smaller then in that case? Uh, well, we, yeah, we have to make them bigger essentially and gotcha. or add little areas of like hotspots around them and stuff like that sort of just to tweak it so they can play with it a bit better. Were there any other changes you had to do based on the playtesting feedback? Um, uh, we did actually completely redo most of the pages because we found that, I don't know, the way it was let, laid out was a bit, well, it didn't really work, did it? So yeah. Uh, yeah, it's lack of design was also a sort of a problem we stumbled across. Um, should have put more thought into that, but otherwise, I mean, Corona made it pretty easy to do. Yeah, it went through quite yeah. smoothly. Well, when you say lack of design, what do you mean by page design, or what what did you discover in terms of page design that's effective for kids? I mean, aside from the big icons, is there any other, I guess, vocabulary or design considerations now that you keep in mind as you're going to develop more? interactive books we've definitely had to tweak the the language and stuff quite a lot because you've also got an element where you can um tap on all the items and have their names read out to the to the, to the child as well okay. so we had to sort of um be very specific about some of those things and, and maybe simplify a few of the words for for a sort of a younger audience as opposed to us gotcha. lots of tweaking for that and stuff and what did the kids like when they were playing the app was there anything that they really responded to the most they very much liked uh, sort of throwing up. We've got a lot of physics elements you can throw around and play yeah. with. And yeah. We've actually cut something on the main menu, which is just a cloud that you tap, and it just sort of chucks out all the various physics elements all through the book just on the main menu. A lot of them spent a lot of time just playing with that before they even got into the book. Okay. And um, 
aside from the physics elements, were there anything about like you know when they're tapping on the items and getting audio feedback? Was that was that a popular part, or do you feel that it's the emergence of physics? You know, kind of the Angry Birds type of gameplay. Um, well, we kind of uh, integrated physics into the actual words, so you can fling the words around. So they'll sort of be learning without really noticing. That, well, that's our plan anyway. Um, okay. Yeah. And um, so you finished this app. You submit it to the App Store. Were there any challenges when you were submitting it? Well, it went through smoothly and surprisingly quickly as well. So the main challenge was our overestimation over of how long it would take. So it was actually approved about a week and a half ago. Oh. So now we've just got to sit and wait until March 1st when it actually releases. We were thinking it was going to take quite a lot longer to go through. Can't you? So, well, can't you um, just release it now? I mean, like, can you accelerate it and just say, hey, I just want to change the release date or, or what, what happens? We've ne well, we've never actually thought about it. We could do, but we're not really entirely sure. But we've also set up all our sort of, we've got a trailer out and stuff like that, which is saying March 1st. And oh, okay. Gotcha. Post lots of forums and things like that to try and get people to realize March 1st is the date. So, so we And, well, what business model are you going to use? Are you going to make it free and then have in-app purchases or are you, is it a paid app? It's um, it's a free app with the first page, the first story page being unlocked, and then yeah, via an in-app purchase, you can unlock the rest if you hopefully approve it and like it. And how much will it cost to unlock it then? It is tier three, I think, yeah. which is um, one ninety nine. Oh. Uh, one one ninety nine. Okay, and yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Um, do you feel that one page is going to be enough? Do you feel uh, that you we have? Hope to so. Yeah, there's a lot in the first page, okay. um, a lot in all the pages. But hopefully, yeah, there's enough in the first page to to entice people to come and play more. Basically, now there was a blog post by this uh, Corona developer, I think, that also made educational games or something, toddler games. And this guy was actually posting that he's he's now making several thousand a month off of his uh, toddler games on via Corona. Uh, did you look at that blog post? Did that inspire? We, yeah. Uh, well, after we started, we saw that, and it's definitely uh, spurred us on a bit more about the possibility of what our app could get, yes. But, um, but yeah, we wanted to do it either way, but it's definitely a nice, a nice future goal of what it could make. Yeah, and so what's next in store then? So you've got this thing. It's going to come out on March 1st. How are you marketing this thing, and um, yeah, what's the next step for your studio? Uh, well, we're trying to push it on every site we can find that has anything to do with education or, or fun for kids. Um, well. uh, one thing we've found harder is that a lot of the review sites, they, they want promo codes, but because we've got in-app purchases for oh, it, yeah. we can't do promo codes for in-app purchases, so that's proving a bit trickier. Okay. But, um, but yeah, we've also got our trailer out and sort of commenting on forums and just trying to get anyone to... So we get a bit hyped for it and get a bit interest for it, really. But yeah, it's, it's our first attempt at any form of real marketing. So we're sort of just seeing how it works, really. And why not release it on? Because Corona's cross-platform, so why not release it on Android and Kindle? And uh, well, we we do hope so. Yes, uh, we're thinking probably the Kindle Fire first, just because it's one device that's quite a nice size screen. But uh, we don't have one of those in England yet, so it'd be okay. Really test it on that. And in England, is um, I mean. Do you feel that iPhone is more popular than Android, or what's, or is Android gaining steam? Uh, Android's definitely gaining steam. You can definitely see more people with Android phones out there now, but a lot of people probably don't realize they've got an Android phone or gotcha. what it means. So whether there's a huge market for 
for what we've got yet. I'm not sure, but as we can just release to Android, we can you know, we can always try anyway. And um, yeah, so moving forward, then what's what else is in store? I mean, aside from marketing this app, are, or are you going to just focus on marketing this app, or are you going to release another game or another interactive book? Yeah, well, we've been working on a, a few more apps actually. Um, one of them is nearly complete. Uh, we should be submitting it very shortly, maybe next week sometime. Uh, it's also aimed at kids. It's more of a sort of soundboard, like mixed with uh, educational things again, like um, teaching about animals and and different environments and stuff. Okay, so when you say soundboard, what do you just mean? It's do you mean like an interactive book then, or it, it a kind of? It's like um, a load of animals on a screen. You can press them and they'll make the uh, appropriate noises. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. also you can switch with different modes, so you can. So choose a learning mode where it teaches you like, where they're from, and you can choose a, a word mode which teaches you how the uh, actual animal's name is spelled and things like that. Okay. And what are your thoughts then on the educational space in the uh, in the tablet market, in the mobile mobile market? Because um, you know I've seen blog posts about companies complaining about how you know the pricing for educational apps is just too low and there's not enough of a market and Etc. Etc. And have you been looking or following any of that? Uh, well, we've other than the post you you mentioned before, uh, we've seen that, and we've sort of tried to speak to a few people that run educational review sites and things like that, and see what they think about prices and whatnot. Um, but yeah, we're we haven't really followed it probably as much as we should. We're just going to sort of find out what happens when we actually release, I guess. Yeah. And have you been looking at other educational apps on the iPhone and iPad? Has there been anyone that you know you consider really awesome? We've looked at a few. Um, I don't know. We kind of think what we've done is very unique and sort of yeah, integrated. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. Uh, but there's not one I'd particularly pick out and say is unique. Anything you? We did quite like the the Alice in Wonderland app purely for the the, the Alice in Wonderland book purely oh, for the yeah. amount of polish in it. But yeah, have you when have we've you, actually? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, we played the the light version. It seems a lot simpler than we expected it to be when we first saw the trailer. Okay, there's a lot less in it than we thought. It's just a very highly polished story. And have you looked into actually then doing taking the fairy tale stories and and making interactive books out of those? Or it, it would certainly be good because obviously there are there's a lot more out there already created. A lot of Sort of rich history of fairy tales that we could quite easily take and yeah because they're because they're public domain i think a lot yeah of that. that would be and with the speed i mean a lot of the time we spent just time just thinking up stories but if there were already stories out there we could get things out quite quickly but still with high levels of polish yeah um yeah so that might be something worth looking into um yeah and how else yeah i mean i guess what are what are the revenue goals then how are you how do you do? You feel that you're going to be able to get be cash flow positive with with these apps, or are you going to have to do other projects while these apps are kind of developing? Well, so far we've spent very little money on the first app, so we wouldn't need too many sales to actually break even, really. Okay. So yeah, as long as it, I mean, we're not expecting it to be huge, but we're thinking if we get quite a few apps out there, sort of steadily building and get a bit of a sort of brand following for us, then. It'll just slowly snowball upwards, basically. And when you say brand following, what <clears throat> is your brand primarily going to be then just targeting interactive books, or are you going to try to branch out? Or what, what are your thoughts in terms of what 
you want parents and kids to think about when they think of your brand? Your brand. Um, certainly, at the, yeah, the first we're starting with just with sort of the educational books and other educational apps, but mainly, yeah, we want them just to think that the, the kids can have fun or the parents can, can think their kids can have fun, but at the same time learn without necessarily realizing they're learning or, or be happy about the fact that they are learning, basically. Are you going to then make something for ABCs or one, two, three, or, or what, what are your thoughts on that stuff? Uh, well, we've got an idea for, for uh, an alphabet app, which would be a little different to a lot of the many, many alphabet related apps. Yeah. Out. You know, how do you, that's another good question is how do you stand out compared to a lot of these apps that have already been done? Um, I think definitely Corona allows you a lot more flexibility definitely, in yeah. terms of just adding more mini games, which I think can definitely help you stand out compared to everyone else. I just wasn't sure if there's anything else you're also looking into doing to stand out. Mainly more, yeah, just lots of sort of merging games with books rather than just having sort of a book that just has simplistic little tap-on animations and stuff, but trying to bring as much yeah. of what a game engine can bring us basically to a book. You know, when the kids were interacting with your with your interactive books, aside from the physics, was there anything that you found really surprising as to what they really enjoyed or what they took on to? Because, you know, people people in the industry have been talking about how books now need to change. You know, they can be more interactive and maybe books can be redefined. And I wasn't sure if you've discovered anything that could be relevant to designing more compelling books. Well, what we found is a lot of the, uh, the things that happened by accident or mistake were the most popular. Um, example would be on one of the pages we had, uh, well, it's physics again, but it sort of, it wasn't scaled to proportion or anything. And, and they seem to love that the most. So I don't know, maybe some of the things that, that happened by accident are going to be the things that are going to be the most unique about our apps and things. And did they, did they also like just clicking on random things and seeing animations of those things? Of those things, or or do you have any option like that? Oh, yeah, they definitely did seem to like exploring and finding what other things can do stuff, and think, yeah, just sort of like so not sort of like obviously that they can do something. They just click on things, and it's like, oh, wasn't expecting that to happen, and things like that, which they definitely did seem to like, just sort of the surprise of actually finding something to do, basically. So, for your interactive books, then maybe it's I guess one of the design principles is just having physics there so that. When kids do explore and play around with things, there's kind of an interaction there or an emergence. Yeah, definitely. I mean, okay. one of our levels has got just like a little a basketball you can throw around. And um, a lot of kids seem to, because you've got a little basketball hoop that just makes a noise if you get it sort of close to it. And a lot of people just seem to just keep playing with that more than anything else as well, <laughs> just trying to score a goal. Yeah, so, so then maybe in the future, are you going to kind of have physics elements for... Um, or just focus more on the physics and maybe goals, physics goals for each of the things? Or do you feel that's just only a minor component to maybe the um, audio and other things? Yeah, I don't think we should. I think we're going to focus specifically on physics because then it would just seem like a just a physics sandbox. Yeah. But it, it's nice the fact that the, the things sort of, they're affected by the, for example, like a table in a room or something like that. One of the physics things is affected by that sort of thing. So it's sort of like it's actually sort of in the room rather than just being a, a sort of, random add-on is is a physics sound box that bad though i mean is that not necessarily that bad it's okay. just you know we wanted to sort of bring lots of things together gotcha and uh so then what suggestions do you have then for developers who are looking to get into mobile 
mobile apps, educational apps, stuff like that? Uh, definitely just have a look at Corona. It's, okay. I'm not just saying this, it is, it's, it's amazing basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy to pick up, even for people who have never written a line of code before. Um, you know, when I first found it, I made a prototype of my first game um, in about five hours before I'd even used Lua or anything before. So when I'd done programming before, but I'd never touched a line of Lua. And it's just so easy to use, but powerful. Okay. And where can listeners find out more information about your games or your your interactive books and find them on the App Store? Uh, well, we have our, our website, which is um, www.glitchgames.co.uk. Okay. And we're also on uh, Twitter at, at Glitch Games. And Glitch Games is G-L-I-T-C-H-G-A-M-E-S, right? Yes, that's correct. So it's G-L-I-T-C-H-G-A-M-E-S dot C-O dot U-K. Yeah. Great. And uh, and on the App Store, you know, if they listen to this after March 1st, uh, what can they type in to actually find the app? You should be able to type in, uh, well, My Colorful Life would hopefully hopefully find it, or or Glitch Games should find us. But, I mean, on the on the website, we do have a link to... Or we'll have a link to the App Store link when it's actually yeah. released. And colorful is spelled the English way. So with the yeah. okay, that's good to know. <laughs> so can you spell that for the audience? C O L O U R F U L. Gotcha. Okay, great. Uh, thanks very much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you very much. much. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye.